good news folks, improved sound quality with this episode, it's the first with our new microphone setup. Or microphones, that's right, multiple! During the editing phase of this episode I also encountered a few issues, a few corrupted files, and some new challenges because of the new setup. But here it is, almost two days late. Go me. Hello, and welcome once again to a new and fresh sounding M4 podcast. That's right, bitches, we got microphones. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Michael Sullivan. And I'm Morgan Davidson. I was just wondering if either of you two have um, had any embarrassing ailments that you've had to go to the doctor for. Ooh. Ooh, my goodness. Uh... I've had the I've caught my sack once in a zipper. Oh, and it and it did not go well. Well, as you can imagine, it hurt quite badly. But I I, I got I yeah, I I injured flesh, and I was like, is that that's red and puffy? Do I go to the quack? I was like, nah, I'll just I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Should I let it go? And I let it go, and it thankfully the puffiness went down and everything. It's just a few weeks. And I'm like, mm, have I got a ball infection? Hmm. <laughs> that's a question you never want to ask yeah no, you never want to be asking that yeah you never so I ever like, want to be asking that I'll, I'll just i'll live with it and uh i did the man thing and thankfully this time it worked so i, I think I'm that's very, about it i'm very happy for you mike anything uh nothing really nothing like comes, that. No. comes there i mean nothing embarrassing wise nothing that includes the genitalia <laughs> which i assume is pretty well, much it doesn't well, necessarily need to be genitalia you might have accidentally lost a bottle of no. fountain's tomato sauce up your butthole or something <laughs> no. mine involves genitalia as well. oh. yeah it gets to gets to that point it, it, i have been to the doctors for something embarrassing okay story time um i had to go to the doctor for a spot on my penis Ooh, right. i had a spot on my knob uh the spot on the knob my knob the spot on my knob not my knob the spot on my knob was spot on my knob s- sounds like a very the bad size, children's book the size of your small <laughs> fingernail um, it was on the side. I was a little bit concerned because it would start to turn opaque color and the top of the spot would peel off. And I was like, oh no, I've picked something up. So a lot of, uh, yeah. should I, should I? And of course the answer is yes, go and see the doctor. Yeah, Dropped Dax, showed him where it was. He fondled me. And then he said, yeah, no, I know what this is. And in the back of my mind, I'm there going, don't be an STD, don't be an STD, don't be an STD. <laughs> He broke my inner monologue um, and said, you've got dermatitis. And I was like, what? Okay. He goes, have you had uh, broken skin recently? And I said, yeah, I got my penis stuck in my zip. A la, Uh, um, you know, something about Mary. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice and humid down there. You've picked up just a slight fungal infection. Take this cream and you'll be done in two days. It'll be sweet. Falling asleep on like a bag of gummy bears. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Okay. Was and it a boil? People are a boil. I put up with it for What's four going? months of this Jesus, peel dude. come off and your teal come off. That's I'd... not as bad as my sinus. Yeah. They're called a sinus when you get ingrown hair. Yeah. Yeah. Have one of them at the top of butt crack. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of pus squeezing oh, out of there oh, for years. So, welcome to the Empire. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> wrap that up. That, seriously, I, I would have been immediately thinking, I've got dick cancer. That's this pretty is, much what I was. This is dick. Tumor. I was going to lose it. That's what he wanted to go because I was afraid they were going to cut it. Yep, up. They're, they're, the logging team's got to come in, chop down the wood. Yeah, <laughs> four months of putting up with this shit, and it took two days of a topical cream to get rid of it. I did. I did once. No, I'm going to keep that story for another time. <laughs> Teasing the audience. 
This week's episode, because we are a movie podcast, uh, this week's episode is about a fantastic kung fu comedy film called Dirty Ho. Hence why the talk was about penises. Hence why the talk was about penises. Uh, the film's from, well, it says 1976 on IMDb. It was actually released in 1969. Not sure why. 1979, sorry. 1979, yeah. It stars a whole host well, of Yu Wong and Chao Hu Liu, who's also known as Gordon Liu, who was in uh, both the Kill Bill films. Oh, there you uh, go. He's the, uh, in, in Dirty Ho, he's uh, Mr. Wang. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in Kill Bill 1, he, in, you know, in the uh, Crazy 88, there's the bald guy with the eye mask. Yep. yep. That's him. Okay. And he also plays uh, the master. Yep. Yeah. Volume 2. Mei sense. Pei or whatever his name. Pei Mei. Pei Mei? Pei Mei, yeah. Okay, quick back of the box. A jewel thief, the titular Dirty Ho, Ho Jen is having a little bit of fun. He encounters a, another mysterious jewellery enthusiast. Dealer and connoisseur. Jewelry, jewelry dealer and connoisseur and just various... Oh, what's the word? Antique dealer. Hmm. Who's mysteriously unhittable. And eventually it's sort of uh, revealed that Mr. Wang, the jewellery dealer, is in fact uh, one of the princes who's in line for the throne. And he and Dirty Ho go off on an adventure, avoiding... The various assassins attempting to kill Mr. Wang. That's my quick back of the box. Anyone else? Yeah, he's the 11th Prince of Manchuria, and he's in disguise. Um, he's trying to determine which one of the 14 heirs, other heirs to the, the throne are trying to assassinate him. Mm-hmm. And obviously gets Dirty Ho to come and become his disciple. And not through, uh, not any through any good of, means. Yeah, any he, good means. He sort he, of manipulates him. He does. He, with he, poison. He, he injures him with poison and then blackmails him into him becoming his disciple. <laughs> Um, no, it was a good. That was a decent little back of the box. They what, in the opening sequence. They basically just they they it really wraps that up quite quickly, don't they? Yeah. And, just, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, and get to the point. The story isn't dense in this. No, movie. it's no, definitely it's, mostly, it's, a, it's kung a kung fu, fu movie. It's, it's mostly yeah. exactly. It's just a carrier between kung fu scenes. Mm. So it's, which I mean, it's a part. It was made by Shaw, uh, the Shaw brothers, which made me laugh because I just we, we've encountered. Yeah, yeah, I was like <laughs> Scott Shaw. Anyway. Uh, the Shaw Brothers uh, group, which you probably noticed at the start, the big SB that looked like Warner Brothers. I they openly wanna... openly admit that it looked like the Warner Brothers. I went, that's a good logo. <laughs> they put an S <laughs> instead of a W. Uh, I think that company ended up making, well, has made something like an over a thousand Kung Fu films since oh, 1926. Yeah. Oh, so they... Well, the brothers are obviously long dead, but the company's busy, busy, busy making these sorts of things. So I was just going to say, yeah, so it basically opens up with Wang. Uh, and basically, they're at a brothel. Him and him and Dirt and Ho yep. are at a brothel. They're both trying to sort of uh, get the attention of the courtesans. Yep, using flashing their cash. Basically, it starts with uh, Ho flashing some gold and getting all the ladies. And our friend Wang looking at ancient antiques and wondering where all these ladies are going and goes well i got something better than gold. that yeah and starts giving out money doesn't he, he just starts handing out money, money orders, money yeah. orders yeah. so yeah um and, and ho, that's where you were saying where he's unhittable like ho uh not being the sharpest tool in the shed can't figure out why the seemingly cowardly yeah. wang just cannot be hit yeah and he's conveniently tripping over things or looking something which hits ho or blocks his fist accidentally with a fan as he falls backwards and then catches his foot so he actually ends up upright again and hose on the ground and hose lying on the ground going what uh, but i i, I was come yeah, you're not even fighting you're a coward yeah, yeah. leading us into character actors and performances is there any more you want no. to talk about that opening no, bit Mikey? Not, not, no that's pretty much covered it really uh, i think a big thing with this is that there is definitely two sides to the performances in this movie there is the quote-unquote acting side and then there is the physical 
kung performance fu performance side, exactly. which the acting side is uh, less than B grade. Kung yeah, it's, fu it's movie. not great. It's, it's it's very. I got hit in the head. Oh god, I'm oh. overacted holding my head, I... even though I barely got tapped. That sort of overacting. Mm. Uh, but the actual performance side of it is stellar. Yeah, like it's. It, it's truly breathtaking some of the choreography they've got in this movie yeah I, I'll actually I'll probably cover that looks and tone what I was about to say but yeah apples and oranges like they're definitely better martial artists than they are actors for the most part so do you want to start with which one do you want to go with Chahu Lee yeah we'll, we'll, chart, uh, we'll start with Mr. Wang himself the 11th prince so he is your classic mustachioed who constantly strokes the moustache in improving or disapproving manner yeah. uh, being I think it gives him extra mysterious. strength extra strength wow. yeah, well, he strokes it for strength well, as they all do in as we every all kung do. fu no, <laughs> everyone strokes things for strength come on <laughs> <laughs> alright Ben before we get over the peak start stroking no he, he plays that sort of mysterious older kung fu expert yeah. very very well he also plays the, the character that he's playing is deliberately trying to be obtuse and, and surreptitious in what he's doing. And just hiding And, and hiding skills. it. Like, he's like, no, no, no. I'm, Systematically I'm not... just hiding yeah. them. Yeah, he's like, no, no, I'm, I just like antiques. And then at one point, he fights Dirty Ho, who's come basically dressed as his true uh, jewel thief self. He's like, no, I'm going to kick your ass. And Wang's response is to use one of the courtesans as a fight proxy. It's like, no, no, she's yeah. my bodyguard. Yeah. And he's just sort of slapping her in the elbows and that kind of thing and making her beat the crap out of Ho Chen, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's a yeah. fantastic. And even Ho Chen is convinced that it's like, oh, I didn't realize she was she knew Kung Fu. And he's getting hit with her little instrument and all that kind of thing. It's fantastic. It, is, it really does. Like, uh, what I liked about this character and what made him such a good character for me was like all of his Kung Fu was just so defensive. Like, mm. he, he never really, until the end, attacks. Mm. He, he just uses, he just prefers to sort of just counter and manipulate the world around him and the innocent bystanders. Yeah. Um, you know, basically doing the fighting for him. It was, it was very clever. It was amazing choreography yeah. for, for what it was. Um, yeah, and it was just a really cool character in that sense. That yeah. so like so many times you're watching people be vengeful or whatever, yeah. and they're and they're attacking. It's nice to see one of the main characters just like, defending. No. Like everything was a defense move yeah. by moving. It just sort of seemed like he wasn't out there for a fight. He just yeah. really wanted to go around drinking wine and look at it. Well, he did. That, that was, was that, he that said was, that yeah. multiple times. That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, but they just keep people just kept throwing themselves at him trying to kill it. Yeah, so he didn't have much of a choice. Even uh, later on, the character actually specifically says, you know, you should learn martial arts for the beauty of it. You shouldn't use it for violence if you go out seeking to kill then you've defeated the purpose of learning martial arts hmm. i was like oh that's really cool uh one quick thing as well about the actor uh who performed this uh he was also the fight choreographer oh wow. that doesn't surprise me like, yeah. he, he was definitely like insanely good insanely skilled <laughs> yeah. like and sorry just on that mustache i actually think it was understroked <laughs> I think if you have a mustache that's that good, no, you have a duty to it stroke it. It more. depends. It depends. I think it wasn't stroked as much as it could have been because usually they're longer. He didn't have the full Fu Manchu no, coming off his yeah. jowls. Mm. If he did, then I was expecting the whole the, wisp. The, the general later on had like the wispy beard, yeah. and he did several times do the swish of the mm. long yeah. wispy well, beard. It's, it's a kind of if you have yeah. if you have that mustache, it's your duty to stroke it longer and harder. <laughs> Right, radio. Next character, Yu Wong playing Dirty Ho Jen, a bumbling idiot of a character, played very well though. Mm -hmm. 
as Mike was saying, there's he's probably the biggest offender for the ah oh yeah. ah getting over hit the in the top. head. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was very over the top, slapstick like. Um, what I, it, it it was difficult because at some points when later on in the film when he was getting trained by by Mr. Wang, you could see him kind of like screwing up with the training, but at the same time you could see that he's really freaking good, good. at what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, like, exactly. Even when he's pretending to be screwing up, he's still really good. Yeah, well, at what yeah, he's doing. like you just said, he's in training, so like the guy's obviously a talented actor. Yeah. yeah. In the, the the form of the kung fu mm. acting, but yeah, yeah. you got to pretend, you know, walk before you yeah, 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 crawl yeah. before you walk. But so. I also have this. Uh, I think not necessarily. You can tell that oh, the actor's good, but also that the character was good. That's why he's been selected for the training. Like he's a bit yes. above average. Yes. yes. Okay. And he's getting taken to really good status by this this teacher. So he's like, yeah, he's someone who has knowledge and skill, but it needs. I'm just so it. much. But that is the thing yeah. is because Wong. Uh, Wang. Yeah, Mr. Wang was just so much better and he made him look terrible. Yeah, I can make you look terrible by making a quarters and slap you, you down. Yeah. <laughs> that that scene alone was so fantastically executed. Anyway. He was a good foil, though. He was yeah. a good foil to have. And like, yeah. this movie isn't exactly flush with characters with screen time. No, so yes, it, it was nice to have someone else who, who, who could go about it and act very decently mm. in the role of the kung fu fighting sort of Absolutely. side as well. Um, Good sorry, can I just say as well? I don't know what version you guys watch, but I managed to find an English dub version of this. Did you? Oh, really? and his voice made it so much better for me. Oh, really? damn it! Because no. I originally watched, I watched the uh, the, 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 the original, I'm guessing, with yeah. um, subtitles, but the subtitles I could find were terrible. They missed a yeah. whole heap of stuff. Yeah, on I, I watched it on uh, Stan, an Australian okay. stre- uh, streaming service, and they had the SBS subtitles. So. Yeah. Were great, oh, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but it was dubbed Cantonese from yeah, Mandarin. That's what I saw. So you got Mandarin, the you got the Cantonese and then subtitled in English. Yeah, so it had it still had the classic bad dub kung fu mouth still moving or mouth not moving dialogue oh. happening. So I got my yeah, I got my own little version and it was just it was epic. Oh it, it, damn it! The, the terrible dub voicing made it so much better. <laughs> was there a oh, really Mr. Wang, that they just put in there. Y- yes, pretty. Like oh, even worse than that. Yeah. yeah, it was. What was that? Sorry, was there a lot of time, like really bad puns that they put in there just for the hell of it? No, was... not really. Yeah. But the voices they picked for them oh, was so good. Bad. Yeah, so, so bad slash. So, so some good. of the, I'm guessing there would be a villain that sounds something like the. Oh, oh, I'm like, um, come on! You know the the when. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get in. I'll get into that later. Though there is one guy I was going to bring up. There was okay. probably that bit of mouth one was probably like. Uh, uh, something like that, yes, yes, definitely. I didn't do all the voices for it. Uh, there's probably really no more actual oh. characters, is there? No. It's everyone else is pretty much Correct. just they show up for their scene yeah. of kung fu yeah. fighting, and then all the kung fu actors in this were spot on, though. Yeah. Um, the hidden attacks, like they were performing a masterful. Where um, there was one of the guys at the very start, I think, where he's fighting fighting them and he's saying i'm just gonna put this over here oh i'm sorry as like yeah. master wang's blocking it and he like they were both both knew they were in a fight yeah but they both were Sitting pretending it, yeah. that they weren't in a fight for whether it was for the people around them yeah. not to notice i don't know yeah but the way that was done was, was so well the timing it was absolutely mm. amazing um, and, and very, very fluid. Mm. Uh, I also love that most of the props at some point got used as a, as a weapon, no matter what mm. they were. When, yeah. they were, when he was, that's right, the wine tasting. Yeah, wine tasting. He was trying to use the wine pourer as a weapon, the bad guy. Yeah. And uh, he's blocking it with a cup, with the cup. getting more wine. It was just they're, incredible they're to watch. They're cheesing, but it's really him blocking a punch that he was doing with his wine cup. And then they sort of loop arms like they're going to sip. 
do that little sort of lovers so thing where it's like that's another block when and... I first watched this scene I didn't realise whether it was Kung Fu, Kung Fu well not necessarily they were actually fighting but the, the, Kung, the, the fighting they were doing was I want to say subtextual in that it's they were having a social struggle between the two of them and it was being demonstrated to the audience oh. as a Kung Fu fight oh. I didn't know I didn't understand until the until the guy got stabbed in the chest at the end. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, that's people, really people died here. But, but <laughs> I wasn't that's, quite sure whether it was physical, like whether that like was, a, what was It was a on. visual metaphor for yeah, exactly, the, the conversation yeah. they were having. But then, that's uh, a really interesting concept for to be used in a movie. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought that's incredible. But then it died. I was like, that was still really incredible. Yeah. That was probably my favorite scene, that, the wine tasting. Look, and, yeah. Sorry, no, no. I'm sorry. I just, I'm still talking about that scene. Like the way that they interacted with their items and having three people swinging and missing and dodging and using the other guy to block and it's often one long shot or interspersed with some shots but the choreography and their ability to execute is amazing absolutely uh looks and tone looks and tone looks and tone wise uh the way that was shot 1979 1976 hong kong action film some of the sets and that kind of thing look what like what you would expect uh in some cases I think there's been high school plays with better sets. I think you've been around the bush. It looked like a low budget kung fu film. <laughs> it did. It, it really well, did. That but that makes it. Yeah, though. it does. That makes it absolutely it. is. And it's also because it's a comedy. Yes, and it works like, these things, for it. Yeah. This is a ridiculous situation and we're doing ridiculous things in a ridiculous place. Go with it. You know, yeah, awesome. the props look over the top fake in a lot of, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, the style of the movie in the year it was made, though, it got a pass mark, I yeah. suppose, for me. When I was watching though, it, it kept on feeling... Like a, like a spaghetti western kung fu film. Absolutely, I yeah. absolutely got that vibe. You know how spaghetti westerns yeah. look in that vaguely that, Vaseline lens. Everything's yeah. got a bit of bloom to it. Yeah, it, it definitely sparkle. They sparkle. It definitely looked like that to me, and especially with the dub version yeah. I watched with the voices I had over the top, <laughs> it made it look even more like that. Right, yeah, yeah, I can I can absolutely see that. <laughs> I would say one point to bring up here is a lot of a lot of like cut shots that they did I think yeah. they did very well with actual filming of it where there were, I think it was one point where he like kicks a box that contains like a Ming Dynasty uh, like porcelain tray type thing and oh, it yeah, flies yeah. out and then it cuts to the shot with him catching it on his foot so yeah. he doesn't want it to smash it I think just like those little cutaway things really added to a lot of the scenes mm-hmm. that were executed really well uh, yeah some of the stuff that I really enjoyed in those ones they pulled up some crazy stuff other than look, I think there's much more on on the, on, on the looks to be because there's basically only a few sets. Yeah, and, and it is pretty much what you would expect. It's that said, I would say cinematography wise, this is a brilliant example of how you can capture complex choreography. Yeah, uh, and it's one of the things that makes me long to see actual decent fights in modern cinema. Yeah, because you will see in a lot of uh, modern like in the MCU and that kind of thing it's a lot of swinging and that thing and camera panning around swifting around you can't see anything and occasionally you hear a grunt or just before someone actually gets hit it cuts away and all you really get is them turning away into the next shot mm. and I don't like that I liked these sorts of fights where you can actually see things happening and understand what's going on well the beauty of that like I suppose in, in other newer movies because the fighting is actually supposed to be hitting yeah. you can't really be showing it and the beauty of this was none of it was actually hitting it true. was all true you were all, all you're all deflection so you can actually you can capture it because yeah. you're not going to hurt anybody by deflecting yeah. Yeah. so they basically were just doing all these moves where i was mm. slightly deflecting things because it's not going to hurt anyone true and you can just show it yeah. but that made it all yeah. the better for it yeah to be able to see these guys actually 
miss, fighting but properly, convincingly miss. Yeah, yeah. Or be deflected. That that said, um, with other kung fu films, they have shots that look like they hit, and other ones made by the Shaw Brothers, or the Shaw Brothers Company. There's ones in that where you can see people get more. You can have a feeling of them getting hit. There's absolutely the classic uh, tropes ones where it's a foot swings a like a foot away from someone's face and they, and go, and they oh. Oh, do a good dribble backflip. But there's other ones where it feels meaty and feels real, and it's like I just want to see a good fight in a movie. Um, tone, tone. It achieves what it's looking at, that yeah. it sets out to do. It doesn't miss it at all. It's, it's it is a comedy. So yeah, it is. Yeah. And it is quite humorous. funny. Like, there's quite a lot of humor in it. Um, uh, it's very. There's a lot of slapsticky side of things. Falling over stools. Um, dropping things and catching at the last second just yeah these sorts of things but comedy they they had some i'm guessing some of it i've missed because of cultural things i don't yep. know if there were some yep. things that i just completely missed i'm guessing there probably would be yep. but there were some like for example one of the assassins was slowly gradually going through different quote unquote palm techniques like this is mm-hmm. the f- fifth palm technique yeah Buddha doing something and then some guys bust around with spears and goes, ah, 10th palm technique, Buddha jumping over a wall and he tries to jump over yeah. and run away. Like, So it has got some some pretty funny moments in yeah. just lines. Yeah, well, other than the comedy though, it was pretty light on. Like, yeah. So they had to really rely on the comedy and they, and they did it yeah. to yeah. its credit. Did the it pretty the well. story is dead, dead simple. Oh, it, it is pretty pretty freaking basic. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie itself though, is pretty playful in that sense though as well. Um, in all the fighting you get to see, it, it goes along with that comic sort of uh, theme um, like I said I really like the dub version I did actually watch both of them mm-hmm. um, and then I was like I have like <laughs> sure the story didn't seem too full on but I'm like I'm sure I've missed it I didn't really miss anything no. um, but I ended up watching the, the dub version anyway because once I got into it I need to keep watching it yeah. um, it was very playful and it was very camp especially yeah. in these dub versions which I I got also in the one with the subtitles, which was in the other language, which yeah. was in the original language, um, and the voices of the characters. The one I liked the most, though, was the leader of the group of guys that came to fight them after Wang had got injured. The eight tigers. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the he bitter, was. Oh, yeah, the eight tigers are the eight bitter, or the bitter eight. Or yeah. something like that. he was the campus. Oh yeah man you could imagine yep. <laughs> he and, and in the dub version he was so much camper <laughs> oh mr one like he was like it was it was epically yeah. camp he, he's uh, just a let the, like a jamboree yeah <laughs> just, just to inform uh the listeners this particular character we're talking about is a part of a group they track down wang and ho uh after they've escaped this group knocks on the door. This leader starts talking, and both Wang and Ho assume it's a woman. Woman, yeah, classic. I actually thought he was kind of putting it on for that, but then he continued to talk like that when yeah. they got inside. So, oh, yeah, fair yeah. that's just how he, he is. was. Basically, the whatever era of China's version of Bruce Jenner, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. That's what he was at the time. Yeah, they just hadn't perfected the art yet. No. They had swords. Yeah, swords had only gone so far. Yeah. No scalpels to do that. <laughs> no actually. axe wounds. No. Thank you. But um, I can edit that out. Anyways. <laughs> um, any more on... Is there a knob for that? Any more looks and tone? No, I think we're good. Good? All right, overall. Overall, uh, really, really enjoyed it. It is probably one of the... Oh. I'll leave that for a recommendation. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. For me, it was a good, fun little romp. 
at first I was a bit worried because he didn't have a lot of story, but with the kung fu and the slapstick, you're like, oh, if it had story, it'd have too much. You can't do yeah. everything that it's doing and have a story. So it ended up being quite enjoyable. Yeah, I thought it was uh, really good. It took me a little bit of time to warm up to it, but once, honestly, once the, the wine scene came out, I was like, yeah, this is really good. I really like what they're doing here. And from then on, it was just pure enjoyment all the way through. Um, sometimes, even though they were beautifully choreographed, I felt like the fight scenes might have gone on slightly too long, but that's mm-hmm. just yeah. honestly... The final one, yeah. I, I sort of agree with you on that, yeah. I think. I, I, I got that feeling. Overall, for me... Um, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It wasn't the best kung fu movie I've ever seen. It certainly mm-hmm. wasn't the worst kung fu movie I've ever seen. Um, I really did like, as I said, the defensive sort of kung fu moves. Um, it was something I hadn't really seen much of before. Um, I'm not a massive watcher of kung fu. Probably more out more out there, but I hadn't seen it. The way Mr. Wong and his attackers would be fighting and talking to each other throughout and pretending they weren't fighting, it was bizarre but comical at the same time. I really, really enjoyed that. For an example, at one point, uh, one of the guys is trying to clobber him with a piece of art and Wong is, ev- Wong is evading and commenting on the beauty of it. And the attacker <laughs> is all like, hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I'm trying to hit you with this thing. Um, but but he's also like, here, see this side? And he's like, oh yes, it's very beautiful. And he does another move to like, like sort of upcut him with him. And he's like, oh, and look at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and and oh, that, that for me was really, really good. It didn't really... I, going into would you recommend it oh it's a hard one one. i like not being the hugest fan of kung fu movies if you like kung fu movies watch this Mm -hmm. it's a really good movie if you're like me and you're like "Eh," i kind of went yeah yep they're doing that i appreciate that but Mm -hmm. not something i'd be for everyone yeah definitely not i would say yes purely based on the fact that i've seen almost no kung fu movies and I ended up enjoying it, having no idea whether I would or wouldn't. So I think if I'm able to enjoy it, having no expectations, other people would also be able to enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. check it I'm, out. I'm a yes as well. Uh, for similar sort of things, I had fun with it. Yeah. It wasn't too much on the brain. It's the sort of thing that, yeah, I think I'd probably shoot towards people who aren't sure of Kung Fu. Like, why would you always watch this, have a bit of fun, yeah. understand that it, a big part of it is watching these insane fights. And what they can do with insane fights and insanely talented martial artists in a film. Uh, that brings us to the end of the regular section. Do we want to bother with spoilers or anything? Not this, really. It's There's exactly what you'd expect to happen happens. Oh, that's the spoiler. There you go. Yeah. Um, all I'll say on that is, though, is um, one of the things I did read that Dirty Ho does not follow the usual revenge plot of Shaw Brothers Kung Fu films at the time. Correct. Also, another one of the film's unusual features is having a Manchu character as the film's hero instead of the villain. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that was cool. I thought. Yes. Yeah. This is this is just an entire. This is just a parody of Kung Fu movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty much just it. Which is which is part of that itself. part of that reference to the whole. Uh, Buddha's third palm yeah. do this and yeah, Buddha, yeah. Buddha's tenth palm he jumps over a fence yeah. that's classic kung fu yeah, people announcing their special moves and whatnot. that's <laughs> <laughs> no, good which transferred over to anime it also they, they didn't actually have an ending to this movie really like there was no it was very open ended it was kind of yeah. like he just kind of rocked up to the meeting with his father got there and then end yeah um, I know that kind of it was a little bit of a disappointment. Was it, was it the Any dad? Climax? I might have missed it, but was it was the dad dying or about to no, die? No, he was about, about to, he was he was about about to anoint his yeah. yeah. successor. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's right. why he had to get there. Uh, that's why one of them was going to get, uh, try to kill him. 
because by the looks of things, he was probably the favourite. Uh, yeah. So right. it's not a direct number one yeah, gets it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. whoever's the favourite. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, And he was originally trying to avoid it, because he's like, I just want to drink wine and look at antiques, dude. Don't fucking kill me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, the ending was a bit anticlimactic. It's just, yep, okay, get out of here, ho, for a moment. I've got this meeting with my dad and my brothers. The end. So, I don't know, maybe we can sit there and say, we assume that he's going to... Succeed. He's going to succeed, or is he going to sit there and oust his brother and reject the throne and let them all know? It's like, I'm out. I don't want it. I'm good. Who knows? knows? He's going to succeed. He's going to do it. He's going to be king in Dirty Ho 2, the hollering ring. Hoing, hoing, er, -er. No, all right. Let Let it die, Matthew. Let it die. That's the end of the episode. Dirty Ho 2, sluts. (laughs) (laughs) Sluts and kicking them. This is my sister, Sluts. <laughs> uh, okay. Next week? Oh, yeah. Next week's pick. Who is uh, it? It is Moyne. Uh, and I have picked the 2009 film, I think it is. Malice in Wonderland. Malice in Wonderland. Maggie Grace and Danny Dyer. Revise this to us. It oh. is a take on... Obviously, Alice in Wonderland. We will watch the trailer in just a moment. All right. And can I just say, Maggie Grace is fit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. I'll allow it. All right. Malice in Wonderland from 2009. We will catch you next week, folks. Bye-bye. See you. Fit.